Okay. Does that feel tilted to you? No, I think it looks good. Like angled deeper on Adam's side and closer on my side? Or no? I see what you're talking about. Too far. Why? Yeah, I'm trying to turn it back flat this way. Do, I, do you? I'm good. I'm in. You'll be in. I say, yeah, I can always. Yeah, that should be good. This way. <clears throat> All right. Welcome back to another episode of Beer Bacon and Bros. Got a video going, so we're changing things up just a little bit. Um, as always, I'm Alex. I've got Adam over here, Chris over here. Uh, we're going to do a little short episode tonight um, just to celebrate going to videos. Uh, we're just going to do a quick one, like maybe one or two topics, one beer review, and just call it a night. Um, I think we're just going to dive straight into the beer review first. Yep. So, uh, first beer, only beer of the night, is from Wise Acre Brewing Company out of Memphis, Tennessee. We got the Gotta Get Up to Get Down Coffee Milk Stout. Um, ale with coffee. Um, we've said this a few times now that we have popped the top. We've had a couple of sips. I think it has very great uh, black coffee flavor. So if you're a black coffee drinker, I do believe this is something you would really enjoy. Um, a great beer to start a day off. Say you got a noon football game, you kind of want to have that coffee flavor, but you also want to have a have a beer. This might be this might be it. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. It's it's a good one to start the day off. Like if you're doing early drinking, it's a good one to start off with. Yeah, and and for it being a stout, it doesn't sit as heavy on the stomach as you would traditionally think of a of a porter or a, or a stout. It paused the video. No. Well, we've already recorded ourselves screwing up. Oh my god. <laughs> They good. I can, I can still see the thing going. All right, we got 30 minutes. We can get this all done in 30 minutes, or we can get it done in 35 or 45. All right, well, I got 10% battery. So, what, hey, mm, I got you. I said, we're going to charge it out. We can do it now, right? Possibly. Yeah, he's got the he's got the jumbo charger. Yeah. Man, don't keep don't keep blowing this thing out way, Like a little koozie display. Ready? Yeah. Go ahead and hit it. Yeah. All right. For Stash's editing purpose, the audio recording just skipped to like 340. Um, okay. All right. Welcome back to an episode of Beer, Bacon, and Bros. Uh, we've got a camera in studio now, so we're actually going to be able to record ourselves and put this stuff up on YouTube. So we're making a little bit of a switch 
here. Uh, I think it's for the better. Tonight, we're going to do just a short episode. Um, we've had technical difficulties from hell. Uh, we have, I think we've finally accomplished them or defeated them, I should say. Sorry. We didn't let them get the best yeah. of us. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to do a short episode tonight uh, really to celebrate moving to YouTube. We're going to do one beer review, um, talk a little bit about some sports stuff that's going on right now, basically just call it a night, keep it short and sweet for you guys. Um, so, Adam, you've got the first beer. Might as yep. well just go into it. So from Wise Acre Brewing Company out of Memphis, Tennessee, shout out to them. We have the Gotta Get Up to Get Down Coffee Milk Stout. L with coffee. Um, Self-explanatory, uh, I, I do believe. This is a very strong coffee taste in a beer. A very black coffee flavor. Whereas like the mocha that we've done before is like a creamier coffee taste. This is like a very strong black coffee taste uh, in, into a stout. Very good. If you're looking to have a, a nooner, you know, day drink a little early at like 9 a.m., you want to still have that coffee, got to get up to get down. Might be your beer to go to. There, there are morning beers in the world, as we've said before, especially when you have like a, you know, a noon t- kickoff or a college football game or, a one, you know, that one o'clock NFL game. You know, this you, is you need, sometimes you do need a, a beer in the parking lot at 9 a.m. You're not feeling something domestic. Get you a little little something with uh, with some black coffee. So I love the name of it, too. It's like got to get up to get down. It's like that old school saying of you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. It really is. Exactly. It really is. Got to get up to get down. man. So, so um, uh, you hit it on it uh, a second ago. We j- literally just last week did the mocha coffee porter from or the mocha porter from Sugar Creek. How do you feel this beer compares? Is there a favorite? Are they I just like too different? Better. You like that I one like better? This yeah, one better. This one, same. Definitely same. a lot better. I'd recommend this one over the other yeah. one. Yeah, I would. I would even say the same thing for me. I, I think this is just a little bit smoother, a little bit more drinkable. So, and like I said, um, in, it doesn't as a stout. It doesn't sit heavy on the stomach, so it is something you could start the day off with and be all right, and not feel like this is gonna this is gonna ruin me for the heat of a day. Yeah, you could get two of these in too. I mean, that's easy, that, that's easy. maybe even three. That's just how easily easy yeah easy drinking this beer is. So, I'm gonna get one more sip before I give my score. Were you ready to go ahead and give yours? I say yeah. I'm gonna give that a seven eight. Seven eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go eight two. I just after that last sip, I think I've gotten where I get. It's almost kind of the same flavor profile as like the nitro cold brew. Like what that you get from Starbucks, where it comes in that weird cup, and it's got like a little yeah. bit of foam on the top. I mean, oh, I, it, I don't it, drink. It, to me, it tastes just like that. I mean, I'm not a Starbucks Starbucks drinker. I'm, I'm more, not either. If I, I just happen to go with the wife sometimes. I mean, I'm more yeah, the, like the, the Dunkin' guys in the house over here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm meaning like I'll I'll make a pot of Folgers at the office. And yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there. You I, both, I will say though, I am you, the cheapest date to take to Starbucks because I get like the Americano or the espresso. And that's it. There's nothing else added into it or something. So I literally walk out like three dollars, and I'm like, okay, cool. So none of that triple nice. pump caramel, no, I don't get none of no that. soy latte milk or whatever. Yeah. Do you <laughs> ever have pumps? Oh, you mean one full pump, you dumbass? <laughs> I don't you, know. I'm not a Starbucks fan. Do you ever go to like? Do you ever get anything from Starbucks? What do you typically get? Uh, the caramel macchiato, either iced or hot. Yeah, I get the caramel frappuccino. So, um, but again, but, like, because you, you, you're not. I mean, that's more. I'm not a coffee drinker. Yeah. yeah. I like I, I don't literally drink coffee every day. Now you're a black coffee guy. I know that for sure. Are you yeah? Is that like if you drink your coffee every morning black? Black. If recently um I'm trying to go this whole low carb thing, so it's been with no sugar. But before that, it was like a teaspoon and a half of sugar. 
Yeah, I okay. took mine just like straight out the coffee pot, nothing else. Yeah, just that's what it has been here of late, the last couple weeks. I had to look back. Actually, it's been a couple beers since we've done the Sugar Creek Mocha Porter. It's been two weeks. I gave, I gave that a seven seven. So I'm going to give this an eight one. I'm going to give this an eight one. So what did I? Um, Alex gave that an eight eight. You gave it a eight flat. I gave Ooh. that last one an eight eight. You gave the Sugar Creek Mocha Porter an well, eight eight. Damn. This one's an eight nine then. To spur of the moment. All right, yeah. we're switching it to eight it has, nine it has for to you. Be higher. That's I just fine. Said I like it better. It has to be eight higher. two. Eight two. Yeah, this one's better too. And yeah. I gave it an eight flat. You gave you gave the Sugar Creek Mocha Porter an eight flat, so we get you gave this eight one two. initially a seven eight. So eight two, eight two. All right. Yeah, it's about it's it's about two points higher. First well, first beer you're tenths. drinking when you sit down here is what you're basically saying. Yes. Yeah. If I don't know Everybody what feels if, good if with that. Yeah. If I ever end up somewhere that's got that on tap and it's a bunch of other beers I I haven't not I have not had yet, I'm going with the got to get up to get down. Yeah, I think it's fair. That this will be the first beer that I would drink there. Yeah, as well, I mean so. if if we're at that brewery and I don't know what to get and that's on tap, yeah. Hundred percent. The beer. Nashville's solid. Good. It's a. It's a. It's a go to. Like go to beer. Nashville's the music city, right? Yes. Okay. What is Memphis? Like just what is Memphis, It's just Memphis. I don't think. They nah. Have. There's definitely. There's They've got definitely. A slogan, but it's not obviously not important. Enough. It's probably like blues and soul or something. That's that's uh, what something I. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's what Memphis would be. So, uh, well, hey, shout out to Memphis, sending us a good one. Oh yeah, very good, very good. So Wise Acre, congratulations, very good beer. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hope to visit you guys one day, but. Uh, so like they or like Alex mentioned, the uh, the one and only beer for us tonight on this episode uh, wanted to roll wanted to cover two things that happened over the week. We had NCAA men and women's uh, championship games. I know, obviously, we're from South Carolina, so you know we had the uh, the buy-in for the girls when they were playing in the Final Four, but Stanford the beat them. The heartbreak yeah. loss to Stanford. Yeah, so that was a little tough. But the refs need to do their job better. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> Congratulations to Stanford, though, and the ladies' program over there. First championship since '92 for them, uh, as they beat Arizona by one second in a really, really nice game too. I oh, mean, yeah. Arizona Overall, had a I chance. That was a very, very good game. Very well played. Yeah, Arizona had a chance to to win that late and uh, ended I, up losing. But I by do one. believe on that like last inbound play. Um, was a McDonald, I think was the guard is her last name. Yep. Um, had a, had a girl open in the right hand corner. Didn't pass it. Yep. Didn't pass it. Cause she got, well, I think she got essentially triple teamed and I don't think she could see her. Yeah. I really don't think she could see her or get the ball to her, but I felt like as soon as, uh, you, uh, Stanford went to double team her, that's when she should have kicked it out and looked for a pass instead of trying to throw up that circus shot from three point land. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're McDonald, I mean, you've been the player all tournament, all season for Arizona. Hey, you, I mean, you were the one that they wanted to take that yeah, shot. I, I mean, agree. I, I don't. I mean, I'm not compa- comparing her to LeBron James, but you are the LeBron James of that team. Like, she's gonna in that last second. Yeah, yeah. she's gonna shoot the ball. I mean, it's I it's Kobe mentality. It's, it's it's gonna be her. Like, she's gonna try for it. So, but I mean, Stanford lost two games the entire year. So you know, heck of a run for them. I'm sure. All right, another yeah, very good program on the. I mean, have Back, has been on the rise for the last couple seasons. Yeah, they've won national championships before, and they probably feel like they're back. So, um, you know, it's definitely got to help them with their ego on that. In yeah, that sense. So, yeah. As a South Carolina, it's going to help the recruiting too. Oh yeah, they, absolutely. Now, they've now made it back to the big stage. So. Yeah, as a South Carolina fan, obviously, you know, you don't want to see that, but um, no, but no, I no. do, I do believe uh, the way they they reacted at the end of that game. Um, going into next season, I do believe this Final Four loss to Stanford will be a big motivator. Oh yeah, for them. Oh yeah, and uh, I, the Lady Game yes. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I said the way Aaliyah Boston reacted, I just feel like they they're gonna come back with a chip on their shoulder. She's next coming year. back one more. Yeah, 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 she's already said she's coming back. Yeah. But yeah, so. just just the way I think, um, they they have a it's chip gonna on be their, their motivating factor. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be. I want the I want the line on the amount of losses they're scheduled to have, and if it's four or more, I'm definitely taking the under because you have basically this whole South Carolina team that's coming back outside of Lee Lee. And then you add in the number one recruiting class for Don Staley again. She's got three of the top ten players in the country again. That team, I mean, will be solid. I saw an article that that is trying to argue that South Carolina in practice will be playing tougher competition against themselves, basically, than about half of the schedule that South Carolina has in women's basketball. I can believe That's crazy it. to think about, but I completely <laughs> believe. It. But yeah. I mean, at the same time, like I, I'm completely bought in on that theory. Yeah. Well, you got two number one recruiting classes in a matter of three years. Like, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I feel like that was the same thing U- UConn a couple, was basically doing yeah, for 10 years. Yeah, UConn yeah. was doing that for a long yeah. time. Or even 20, long time. 20 years now because I think Gino won his first one in the early 2000s. But, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, they've been on that same train where their best competition was the second team, you know, second string, the backups Some in in most cases. But I was I was happy to see Arizona beat them. Yeah. That yeah. was, that was think, a very good South game. Carolina's, the, the girls are going to take the – that final score of the final four game, and it's going to be all over the practice facilities, the weight room. Oh, yeah. It's going to be ever kind of like how Ohio State did for the Clemson score. Yeah. And it motivated <laughs> them to go and actually win and beat them this year. So yeah. The girls are going to be extremely motivated. It's definitely, like you said, it's a chip on their shoulder that they're they're going to want to try to get rid of. And and it's the fact that, too, was it twice this season, Aaliyah Boston had a chance at the end of games once against UConn in the regular season. And now this time against Stanford in the final four to make the last bucket. And both times it was eat one against you. couldn't get it to fall. Well, UConn was just short on the front. And then on Stanford, she just off the back iron and it bounced out. Yep. So, yep. I mean, it's within inches of being two winning against UConn and now winning against Stanford and playing for another national championship. Yeah. And that's tough on a night. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck for her mentally, I feel like. Yeah, but I mean, she's 19. I mean, she's young. Like you're, you're able to make that mistake. Yeah, it's yeah. still I mean, gonna ride you though. You know, just, just how, how str- Like this woman's already averaging a double double in the first two years of her career, both her freshman and sophomore years. I mean, how good is she gonna be next year? She, like, she is. It's kind of scary to think either, about. Is how she well technically she can do. the center or, or a power forward? She, she is technically a center. She actually won the award for the best center in women's basketball this year. Yeah, and, and I, I'd, and back I would, back. I would be hard to find another center next year that's going to beat her out again. Yeah, certainly, certainly. So, I, I mean, from a South Carolina fan and from someone that, like, you know, saw the recruiting that saw her come in, saw the way that she played her freshman and sophomore year, like, she was better than Asia Wilson their freshman years. I think she was about even par with Asia Wilson their sophomore years. So, we'll so, see what kind of jump she makes here going into junior year. Yeah, I'm interested because, you, I mean, you know Asia Wilson's junior year was the year that we won a national championship. Only Yeah, she so, only got better yeah. going going her time yeah. here at Carolina. Yeah. That's the reason why she has a statue outside the stadium now. Very true. Yeah. Might have built that too soon. Aaliyah Boston might be better than her. We might have to put two statues out front. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, no, it's just the fact that she gave the first national championship. Oh, certainly. All that, I yeah. mean, she was the highest recruit. She was the either number one or number two recruit in the country, you know, from South, from Columbia, South Carolina, decided to stay. I mean, she changed the program. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So. And then uh, on the men's side, what a, you had the not under- even a complete 
close game whatsoever like it was for women's. But you had the undefeated Gonzaga Bulldogs going, going up against, against the old Baylor Bears, which throughout the whole season, I thought these were the two best teams. Yeah. Throughout uh, the whole yeah, season. Yeah, I'm not see, arguing you that. Could, you could see it as you watch games throughout the year. Yeah. yeah. And you, so, these two are going to be the ones in the, the, the final four, at least, that you had to look out for. You could probably fit Michigan in that conversation, I think. But, um, you know, I was I personally was never bought in on Illinois. I know a lot of people that were bought in on Illinois because they, you know, essentially won the Big Ten. So, um, you know, which, hard. I mean, in the regular season, the Big Ten was the best, the, I'd not say even the a best question. conference in regular season. Yeah, not even a question. I mean, it was still in the tournament. Like, yeah, Illinois got so upset. Michigan ended up being the, the lone ranger basically after round two. But, uh, you know, truthfully, I'm, really the ACC kind of – the Big 12, too, really kind of took twelve. The, the Pac-12, yeah. I, I mean, thought you, the Pac-12 did fantastic in tournament play this year. Yeah. And, between and, UCLA, USC, Oregon State. Yeah, I mean, Oregon State made it. USC and Oregon both made it. They both played in the uh, Sweet 16, right? Yeah, because uh, yeah, Oregon had the Oregon beat. Yeah, Oregon beat uh, Iowa. So, yeah, they both played each other in the Sweet 16. Yep. I mean, UCLA, of course, made the Final Four run. So, And the, the Pac-12 is usually the conference that you fade. That's usually the one you're like, okay, whoever the champion is, like, yeah, sure, they'll win one game. Yeah, give them two <laughs> rounds and they're out. <laughs> we're going to let them in, but I doubt they actually make a legit run. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, this year, like, I wanted to take Gonzaga, Baylor, and all brackets. And, yeah. I mean, I made four, technically, three that we did together and then one with my guys from school. And I just couldn't – I couldn't put myself to pick two number one seeds in the final. I did in the bracket, me and my dad – talked through we we did have gonzaga baylor in the finals but i just felt like there was gonna be an upset somewhere with the two or shoot even like a four seed somewhere in there some kind of big big upset to happen in the elite eight or the final four that you would see some kind of something below like a three seed in the final four and so i mean what you almost had in ucla and uh Gonzaga in the final four. Yeah. You see, you know, Gonzaga had to win on the last second three in overtime to go to the uh, championship game. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, you almost had an 11 seed in there in the final or in the championship game. That would have been really, that would have been the furthest an 11 seed that ever made it. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've seen that over the last couple of years where it started to become, I almost feel like the people that make the tournament kind of overanalyze things a little bit. And, you know, they're just, they, 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 they have these teams like, like the first one that comes to mind for me was Ohio. I mean, they, they were they had lost two games the entire year, but right? Like a, what a thirteen seed. They were a thirteen seed against number four seed, you know, Virginia, and it, and it, most of it's because of the all conference play this year. But uh, you know, same thing for UCLA. They won twenty games. I mean, do they really deserve to be an eleven seed in the play in game? I mean, maybe, maybe not. But or Winthrop was like a twenty three and one team and was a twelve seed against Villanova. Yeah, I mean, they they hung in that game with Villanova. I mean, Colgate hell. Colgate hung in with Arkansas, but uh, and then Oral Roberts. You know, Oral Roberts was, had lost one game the entire year, and guess what they did? Beat Ohio yeah, State. Beat Ohio State. They made, they made a good run. <laughs> I mean, they made a fifth. They they were a fifteen seed that upset a two seed. So um, they were trying to become the the what the second fifteen seed ever behind Florida Gulf Coast to ever make it to the Sweet Sixteen. So yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like, especially this year, and then in the past couple of years, they've kind of overanalyzed things, and they've had some good teams playing in those double digit seeds, and that's why we're seeing the twelve fives, thirteen fours, and things like that. Yeah, because I, th I think, you know, yeah, like you said, or even what is it, an 11-6 matchup, I think also you've seen a lot of those 11, 12, 13 seeds, like you're saying, 
you're starting to Ups, see those upset get, those, those upset yeah. those teams. I mean, that's that's the like this year's tournament. You, you're wondering why there's so many upsets. The Pac-12 champion actually was a 12 seed and made it to no um, USC. No, yeah, yeah. Oregon, Oregon State, State won that one. Oregon State won the Pac-12. Was were, a 12 seed. And not only that, they were a 12th seed in the Pac-12. Like they were the last team in the Pac-12, and they and they won, and they the, won tournament. the tournament. So, um, but I thought it was a great tournament, man. I mean, there was a, there were some there were really good really games. good games. I mean, the Old Roberts almost beat Arkansas. They upset Ohio State. The the Gonzaga banger off the freaking glass. I mean, wow, dude, that a was a lot of very good games this year. Yeah. Um, Sweet tournament, terrible championship game. I mean, unfortunately, did you ever sweat it at all? I know you. Um, Adam won the bracket, by the way. So yeah, Adam, Adam got Adam got first place, got the high payout. But. The the only time um, where Gonzaga made the little run there to end the half to cut it to ten points. Yeah, going into half, I thought maybe they could come out hot, cut into it a little bit, you know, make get to a five point game. And then after that, I mean, that's two stops essentially, and you could be in the lead. Yeah. So I thought I thought maybe coming out of half that Gonzaga could cut into that lead just a little bit more, which they didn't. They ended up. Well, Baylor said no more. Yeah, dude. I mean, Baylor dude, dominated that. Like, for people that don't know, Gonzaga going into this had not lost a game all year, right? Yes, they correct. They were undefeated regular season in the playoff. Obviously, they had not lost a single game, and then Baylor, like in the blink of an eye, was up like twenty to eight. Like it was at just, one point, it was twenty-one to nine. At one point, yeah, in the twenty-one first, to nine, yeah, in the, in the first, first quarter. quarter, yeah, Baylor, just Baylor, re, Baylor just came out and was like, "This is our game," and they just took control of it. At one point, Baylor had a nineteen-point lead. That's the highest it ever got. Yeah, so well, it may have gotten to twenty at one point or twenty-one. Yeah, probably to close out the game, it probably got to twenty I or something. Like, I don't know. I feel like that the the blow to your like morale and your ego. I mean, the Jaylen, only game you lose is a dominated national championship. Jalen Suggs was visibly upset after the fact, um, of, naturally, but he is just a freshman, so I he's, hadn't. He's going though. I say I hadn't staying. heard or seen whether or not he's staying, but I I couldn't imagine him staying. He's a top ten pick. He's not staying. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I would assume he's a one and done. He was. Uh, Gonzaga's highest recruited player ever, I think, in school history until this year, until they got the number five player in the country. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so talk about Gonzaga basketball. These guys, they've made a couple tournament runs. Like 2007 was their first year. Did they finally like with old Ad? Was it Adam? Yeah, uh, your boy with the mustache or, or Adam Morrison, wasn't it? Yeah, Adam Morrison. There you go. Yeah. So he was on the he was on the cover of an NCAA basketball game. I have, but uh, I mean, they made it. They kind of broke through, made it to the Sweet 16, kind of made their name known. And then, actually, unfortunately, again, South Carolina fans, in 2017, they met us in the Final Four, beat us, got to the national championship game for the first time ever, got beat by UNC. And then they come back again this year, go undefeated all the way to the national championship game, and they get blown out. So they just keep coming to the door and knocking, and it just never opens for them at this point. But yeah, So, I mean, I, I could see them back into another national championship contender in the next two, three years again, though. Yeah, I think what they're going to get into the point of, like, the problem is, is that that conference they play in the Big West out there. There's nobody in that conference. Outside I mean, there's just there's yeah. just nobody. In, in conference strength of schedule is just yeah. So it's they, just nothing compared to other the other conferences like the SEC. I mean, yeah, SEC. you're not. It's not a it's not a power five like conference. Twelve, you know. Yeah, True. The, is that even a group of five conference? No. No. Yeah. no. Okay. So they're. I mean, they're even. Like they're to the point where they are really, really doing a great job of scheduling out of conference in the early season. Like they had, they had Baylor. It's the only choice they exactly they can do to try to so strengthen. I, they, what is it? The RPI. Yeah. The, 
whatever the little numbers that they do about like, how wish, strong your schedule. I wish that game would have happened though in regular season. Yeah, they they did schedule it in COVID and actually for Baylor. Well, Baylor, ba- Baylor, Baylor, yeah, Baylor, supposed Baylor to missed a month and a half of the season with COVID issues. Well, they was I think that was to start off the season, wasn't it? Well, those no, games? it was about four or five weeks in. Okay, because um, it was it was a game that was supposed to happen and. Scott Drew and Mark, how is it Few? Is that his yeah, name? Mark Few. Yeah, they they both said, "Hey, let's meet up again." How and how about the national championship? They're like, "Yep, sounds good." <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, what they you know they spoke into existence. Yeah, but I mean, they they basically played the entire Pac-12, a couple Big Twelve teams, and then like one Big Ten team, and they won all of them. Right? I mean, yeah, they it's handedly too. Yeah, I mean, they were so. scoring 90, 92 points a game this year in the regular season. Yeah, so. Really impressed with it. Again, we just hate the way the national championship ended, but um, all in all, I thought it was a great tournament. Yes, a overall great tournament. I was tournament happy. It was fantastic. It was for somebody that, like me that doesn't really follow college basketball to the point of like I can't tell you like about all these other teams. Um, other, like you know, outside of, like the SEC, really, uh, it, it was just awesome to see the upsets, the chaos, and just just the, pure the, March madness. You I just say, had yeah, no the, idea what was going to happen. The madness you know? that is the tournament. Yeah. And I got I got to make a statement because I saw some people say that this tournament just wasn't that great because, you know, Kansas lost out early, Kentucky and Duke weren't in it, UNC lost out in the first round. Dude, screw off. I get the blue bloods, but if you're in it for just the excitement like you said, so just somebody that doesn't even really watch basketball doesn't dive that deep in it, who because cares? If you're not a fan of those teams, you hate those teams if you're a college basketball fan. Yeah, I mean, the, so you want them to lose out the way they did like, or not be invited the way they didn't get invited like that made the tournament for so many people except for the fans of those schools. Yeah, I just want good games. I yeah. don't care who really is even in the tournament. Yeah, right? so yeah it, unless, you know, unless, unless my it's team, Carolina. Unless my team or, is there, I could not give. Yeah, if, like, if, I just could not care less. If High Point is a number one seed, I don't care. I just yeah. want to see good basketball. Correct. So, so. well. But like I said, though, I would – I am happy that I won that bracket, so big payout for Congratulations me. Congratulations to you. I do have a hot take about we're, – we're short on time. I'll tell you after the episode. But I do have a hot take about how the brackets should go, but, but and we'll get into that discussion personally. But um, So final topic of the night, Masters is tomorrow, right? First round. First Welcome round. Welcome back. And it's in April yeah. like it's supposed to be. I really think the Masters should get played twice a year. I mean, I'm really enjoying having <laughs> the Masters about five months after the last one. Yeah. So. Um, I get it's a the, good little perk. Yeah, and I get the whole COVID situation. You know, Augusta National wasn't as beautiful. Blah 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 blah. Nah, it, it was it was wonderful. It still played awesome. Yeah, we love the Masters, no matter what's happening and who's there. So, uh, but two things. Let's do let's do the dinner first. I want to cover the dinner. So, um, as I explained to you guys and for our fans, the Masters has what they call the Champions Dinner on Tuesday nights ahead of Thursday, which is the first round. Basically what happens, last year's champion comes in, he sets a menu for all of the champions that are attending the dinner, right? So uh, hometown boy Dustin Johnson won last year. He got to set the menu for this year's championship dinner that they had on Tuesday night. Some controversy came about because of the menu choice, the appetizer that he chose. So Dustin Johnson's dinner was as follows. Let me make sure I pull it up. I say the appetizer was pig yeah. in a blanket. There were two a- so there's two appetizers. There's two choices for every course. His appetizers were pig in the blankets, or pig in the blanket, as you say it, and then lobster and corn fritters. 
he caught a little flack over the pig in the blankets because that's just not really, you know, very formal or whatever. Oh, man, who cares? It's yeah, his, who, it's who his cares? Ch- exactly. It's his dinner. And then he followed as such. Your first course, this is basically like Adam and talk, I were talking about. This is technically like a salad or soup in a salad. He chose house salad or Caesar salad for his options. Then the uh, the main courses were filet mignon and miso marinated sea bass were your two options there. His sides were mashed potatoes and spring vegetables. And then his desserts, where I think he knocked it out of the park. Obviously, big dessert guy right here. Peach cobbler and apple pie both served with ice cream. So that was Dustin Johnson's champion dinner. I want to see what your champion dinner would be. Alex, you want to start us off with that one? Yeah, so I'll go appetizer. One of them has got to be calamari. Mm. Um, okay. I don't know, like... Hmm. A second appetizer that you would yeah. love? I'm going to go with, like, if you ever go to, like, the Kingsman restaurant, I'm going to get, like, the little corn nuggets, where it's, like, that cream was, corn. That was going to be, that was gonna be one of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> that's me. Uh, just do that, like, and catch flag for it, because, obviously, it's not fancy enough. But who I think that, shit? I mean, I think that's, that's kind I mean, of that's fancy. It's, I mean, it's on the same level as a it's, it's, a, it's a fritter. I mean, it's almost a fritter, basically. Yeah. Okay, to a point. And then, yeah. um, obviously, house salad, Caesar salad. Um... I would try to get some kind of like I would like make them go out and get like the wagyu steaks. Oh yeah, and then some either really nice like salmon or mahi mahi for the fish, and then the desserts. I'm not missing anything, right? You uh, no, sides. Oh, sides sides for your courses. Okay, um, some garlic like red skin mashed potatoes. Oh yeah, and then some sort of like vegetable dish, not like. Something like he's like you know like steamed spring vegetables or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something a little bit more extravagant, kind of like that can pair well with the fish. And then for dessert, gonna go with something like blackberry cobbler. And then I don't know. Ooh, the um, the like a bourbon and whiskey infused ice cream that they have down the street at Terrace. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, that. that's a good call. That's yeah, a good they have, call. Yeah, like Cremonier, uh ice cream. That sounds yeah. really good. Have you ever been to Terrace? I have not. Yeah, that's a fancy dinner you need to take a girl to. That's that's a good place. All right. Yeah. It's so really good. All right. So appetizers. All right. Um, loaded potato skins. Yes. Yeah, like it. Yes. Loaded potato skins and let's do. I was gonna do. Um, the corn, um, the corn nuggets, the corn nuggets. But since you've already said, I'm going to change it up. And I mean, you can. You're, you're I know. You're the master. You're the champion. You're the, I'm the champion. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You get to choose what you want, baby. Loaded potato skins, and let's do. Actually, no. I, I do am, something but... like chicken gizzards, just to like. Livers and really just screw with livers and gizzards. I'm going to stick yeah. with it. I'm gonna, no, fried mac and cheese bites. Oh, oh yes. One. So you got potato skins and fried mac and cheese bites. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Carbs and dairy all the way, baby. (laughs) Carb overload. Um, For your side, you're going to have a nice wedge salad. I like that. Or a um, she crab soup. Oh, very good call. I love she crab soup. Very good call. I I feel like you could get something up from like Savannah to to Augusta and it'd be still halfway decent. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. You know, so it'd still be fresh. Um, for your main courses, um, got to have a steak, probably a filet or some 
Wagyu, something, you know, a little, little <coughs> fancy steak, aged probably, you know, yeah, like an aged. Yeah, an dry aged, aged, oh yeah. Like yeah. a dry aged fillet, fillet would be really good. That's a good um, choice. And then let's do, like he was, uh, probably – Probably mahi mahi, like that's that's my favorite fish. Yeah, mahi mahi is the bomb. Um, sides, we'll do a like garlic style, like uh, asparagus, oil vinegar, that kind of stuff, and then the like parmesan crusted like green beans. I like that. Yeah, so good. You know, no starches here because you already had them in in your appetizers fair enough yeah we'll go with two green vegetables here um dessert you're looking at cheesecake with your assorted toppings you know strawberries or like a chocolate drizzle whatever you want to have nice and then uh homemade banana pudding nice nice finish dude nice finish god y'all taking so many things that i wanted to do (laughs) um well all right so two things there is a uh, Longhorns. I, I don't know whether they still had it or whether they they you know just used to have it, but they have the like firecracker shrimp or chicken wraps. Y'all ever yeah, had those before? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, all right. So that's what I would do as one of my appetizers. I think you know little hand food, little you know hors d'oeuvre kind of vibe to it, but little fingers, yeah, fingers sandwich type feel. And there, yeah, and there's this dip that I really really love. It's called the Charleston dip, and it's basically like. A, uh, a creamy pimento cheese with bacon and jalapenos in it, Solid. and then they'll put like a uh, like a che- you know more cheese on top, and then uh, blowtorch it, just kind of caramelize it down. So, really, really love that dip. So that's what my two appetizers would go for. Uh, same thing as Adam, I'd like to do a soup and salad. So I'm a big Caesar guy. So you're probably gonna get a Caesar as one option, and then I think you know something along the line like she crab soup is really great, but. You know, I'll go something like miso soup or like a. Ooh, like what the, about like a lobster bisque? Yeah, like a lobster bisque, I think would be great too. So something, something kind of loaded baked potato or something like that. Just something kind of more like a little bit thicker on the soup's tail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, main courses definitely like a New York strip and lobster tail combo. Or a little surf and turf. Yeah, a little, a little, surf, little, and little turf. surf and turf. Or the other option is actually, I'm thinking, going to do shrimp and grits. So Ooh, something solid, something homey, something hearty, something, you know, to my heritage of South Carolina. See, I thought I thought Alex here would have done some form of like a, a barbecue dish, either like a, a Boston bun or some kind of brisket. Or like a brisket sandwich, like a really nice brisket sandwich. Yeah. If you really want to get smart about it, you got to go in and get some sort of food that you know is going to, Mess with the stomachs of at least fifty percent of the crowd. <laughs> so that way, you well, have the upper hand. You know you can handle it, but you know that those boys from up north aren't gonna be able to handle Mama's little Cajun Creole that you're slap all over. That little Cajun two step. Well, uh, well, you gotta remember though the you chip. Know that Cajun two step that she grabs. Next thing you know, Bubba Watson can't make his tea time because he can't get off the five. You know? I'm just saying. <laughs> well, the champion. Be a little tactical about it. The champions' dinner is probably it's probably only like a third of the champions' dinner is still playing. I mean, the rest of them are just old guys that aren't in the field anymore. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think both of those are great. I'm with Adam. I got to have cheesecake with the assorted toppings on one of them, and then. Would you, I, did you say your side yet? I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I'll get to those in just a second. All but, right. Cheesecake uh, with the assorted toppings. Yeah, and then I would do apple pie. I'm just a huge apple pie guy. Um, sides. What do I want to do for sides? Mm. I think I would do 
I think I would do something. I know what I would do. I do bacon mac and cheese for one side. I'm a huge bacon mac and cheese That's what guy. Uh, um, I saw something. It was at Matthew Wolf said he was a. He was like, I love mac and cheese, so mac and cheese would definitely be on mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mac and, bacon mac and cheese, and uh, oh, Gordon Ramsay does these really really awesome, uh, like red bell pepper and red onion filleted or like uh, sauteed, and then they add, he adds in basil as it cools down. And then uh, does it in a little red wine vinegar. They're like just sauteed peppers and onions. Bomb.com. Bomb.com. Okay. So sounds good. If you like if you like red bell pepper and red onion and you, you know, are a big basil fan with red wine vinegar, go look up Gordon Ramsay's recipe recipe for that. That stuff is bomb.com. That sounds delicious. So okay. Um, well, master's prediction. So somebody somebody sent me this today. Actually, I think it was Garrett, one of our uh, you'll see Garrett eventually on the show, probably, but um, our kind of our local golf expert, he gave me three categories, and I want you guys to do three categories with me. So, right. give me the guy you hope to see the win the Masters, like the guy that you just personally want to see win the Masters. Okay. The guy you actually think is going to win the Masters, and then a wild card outside of the top ten favorites that you think could win the Masters. I, say, I, I have the favorites already pulled up for I say, you. I say I don't know. The top 10 yeah, all right, so I'm gonna say my heartstrings would love to see the local South Carolina boy go back to back. That'd be awesome. Um, I wonder if that's only happened, it's only happened three times. Okay, I'm glad you knew the answer because I didn't. Um, because I had to look, I'm willing to know because the way when you get when you get to the end of the tournament, and if you win, the guy that won it the year before you, he's wearing his green jacket yep. and puts the jacket on to you. So I was like, who puts the jacket on? Somebody goes back to back. Well, Tiger Woods, when he went back to back. The president of Augusta National Golf Club or the the country club, whatever, that guy gave him the jacket the second time. Sweet. The guy before him, can't remember his name. He put the jacket on himself <laughs> the second time, <laughs> and then um, I think it was Jack Nicholas was the other one, and he, um, I think the president at that time as well gave him his jacket. So I want to okay. see I want to see DJ go back to back <laughs> for hard strings. Um, I think uh, I'm gonna say Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. Is who I want to win it. Or I think is going to win it. And then the favorites, who are the top 10? All right, so the top 10 favorites are as follow. Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Roy McIlroy, Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley, Brooks Kepka, and Colin Morikawa. Those are the top 10 favorites. I don't know. I was going to say one guy, but he ended up squeaking in there. So, I need a all right, so who do I want? I want to see the list of yeah, who's outside. You take the, the list. Um, who do I want to see win it? Jordan Spieth. I would love to see him back in the winner's circle, get his groove back. Yeah. Uh, he had a big win this weekend at the Vallejo, Texas Open. Yep. Home so co- I, home course for him, too. He's played that course a lot, being from Texas. Yeah, so I feel like this is that was a good coming into the Masters week for him. He, he may have a little bit of confidence coming into you know Thursday. And so if he can start out hot, I, I believe he has – that's who I'd like to see win it. Um, who do I think's gonna win it? Um, I like. I like. Um, you can't like everybody. I'm I gonna know. go ahead and cut you off there because I know Dustin you... Johnson. I, I, <laughs> I think. I mean, I think he has a solid chance of going back. If anybody, I think he has a solid chance of going back to back. Yeah, for fans out there, Dustin Johnson currently at, at the time that we're shooting this video, nine to one favorite. Yeah, so. and he's still top of the FedEx cup leaderboard or whatever is, it is yep. yeah yep. 
Um, I'm imagining he's the number one player in the world, I think. Yes. Yeah, he should be. So, um, top uh, – Outside of the top outside ten, of top ten, who's got a who's got a real shot? Uh, mine at him. is going to be Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, oh I, I like, like Tommy, man. Tommy's a good player. Tommy's uh, got some great iron games. So he's got a real chance. Fleetwood Mac. He's got he's give got me, a chance. Give me the young American and Cameron Smith. Cameron's not an American. Yeah. Uh, no, he's an Australian. Aussie, yeah, yeah. But you know, Cameron I, actually finished second last year. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I I do believe he has another shot at. Yeah, I mean, he's got a. I think I I I agree with you there. I actually think that Cameron's got a real shot at it. So, um, that's actually my guy outside of the top ten because Cameron Smith. He was the first. I think it's going to be hard for him to do it, but he was. I think he was the first player in fifty years or forty years or something like that. Something an egregious amount of time that shot under seventy. He shot in the 60s all four days and still didn't win the Masters. Yeah, I think I think he has another strong chance this year. So he's played that course very well. For me, I'm with you. Same thing. I really, really want Jordan Spieth to win this. I'm. I was a big Spieth fan when Tiger left, and and you know he came out of winning a national championship at Texas. He's a Longhorn. He's a really good guy. Like, I really want to see this guy succeed. And a lot of it's just been mentally for him. But he did win the big tournament last weekend. He's playing with some confidence. So for me personally. Would love to see Jordan Spieth win it. Do I think he's going to win it? No, not particularly. But the guy that I do actually really think is going to win it, and and the the problem with the Masters is the guy that's always the favorite never wins it. So for Ooh, Dustin Johnson, you know, sorry. yeah, here a little tough. Bryson DeChambeau was the favorite last year. Dustin was the second best favorite. I'm going to go with the third best favorite. I think Justin Thomas actually comes away with it. All right. JT JT won the last big tournament in the Players Championship last year to finish off the year, so I think he, uh, I think he's he's the guy to beat this weekend. Did you give your outside the top ten? Yeah, I, I actually Cameron like Cameron Smith, Smith too, the Aussie. So there's a couple. I mean, the couple guys. I think Lee Westwood. I think Tommy Fleetwood. Tony. Not, Tony Fina, not I never Matt Siama. What's the um, Soon Kim? What's his name? I just see Song where he's Joe at. Like oh yeah, Song Joe Kim. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 th- I think he's played well the last few weeks. Yeah, thirty-five to one. If you want it, so I mean, he's that's another <laughs> that's another another outside. I think guy that could you know make a run. I think he finishes in the at least the top ten. I do see that. Tommy's fifty to one. That's yeah. that's a nice little five dollars for two fifty right there. If you if you really like it, so um, yeah, yeah, excited about the Masters. Just excited. I'm just flat out excited. Did you know the ESPN bought the first two days? That's awesome. Yeah, ESPN. So ESPN covers Thursday and Friday, and then it goes to CBS on the weekend. Perfect. That means I can watch it work. <laughs> you can. You can pull <laughs> it up on ESPN. You actually get if you have an ESPN Plus account, I think you get all of it too. Like from the nine thirty, you just pull it up on ESPN Plus, and I'd have to I, I'd have to finagle something, but I think I, I yeah <laughs> finagle somebody's account exactly. So. Anything else for you guys for this week? No, I think it was I'm a good. good episode. Quick little short one introduction to YouTube. Uh, so I just want to say thanks to all the fans and the support we've had. Um, we love making the the content for you guys. Uh, so comment, let us know what anything you want us to talk about, whatever. Uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Look for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now obviously on YouTube. Yeah. You guys got any last words? Yeah, as always, like this video, comment if you, there's a specific beer or anything else you want us to cover, and uh, and subscribe to our channel. Yeah, and remember, top, uh, folks, 25, get a free yeah, cozy and we'll sticker. Send you, uh, we'll send you some free stuff. Yeah.
But anyways, uh, appreciate you guys tuning in, listening, and we'll see you next time.